Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to Stock Market Today. It's Ali Corman, Ed Carson here with a look at the action in today's session, Friday, August 25th, where stocks could have continued to back down after that resistance at the 50-day, but it looks like we held up and finished with a positive day, Ed. But in terms of what that means for the market, seems like it's a little unclear what the market yeah. direction is right now. Sounds like you could do a lot of on the other hands, you know, and have a lot of hands. That's what we need for right now. Uh, I do want to take a look at NVIDIA, still such an important stock, as well as Caterpillar and Marsh McLennan. Okay, let's do that. First, let's take a look at the major indexes. Today, the NASDAQ up nine tenths of a percent. We have the Dow up seven tenths of a percent. The S&P 500 up almost seven tenths of a percent. The Russell 2000 up almost six tenths of a percent. And we had Jackson Hole comments from Fed chair. Uh, what did what did Powell say and how did the market react? He was a little more hawkish than he'd been in late June, but I think that reflects the stronger economy. And I think they're starting to worry about, well, the economy is going to keep inflation higher. So tilted to saying, suggesting we might have rate hikes. Uh, and now there is a, the market is now leaning toward a rate hike in, in November, not September, but in November. Okay. And we, again, we did finish up on the day. So as investors uh, digested, that didn't seem like there's a, a whole lot of uh, panic over what was said. It seems like it was, it was more of the same, Ed? Well, it was more of the same, but it's like it's data dependent. And because the data has been a little stronger, right. it was a little more hawkish. So it probably wasn't that surprising ultimately. And we bounced back today. Uh, yields, and uh, we'll get to treasury yields, but that ultimately ended about flat for the day and for the week. So that's part of what's been going on with the flux. Definitely a factor here for the market. I mean, for the market, we ran up and, and on Wednesday, heading into NVIDIA earnings, uh, you know, we were getting up to the 21-day, 50-day line. We have a rally attempt. like, boy, are we setting up for a follow-through day? And then we have blowout earnings and the, and the futures are looking great. So, you know, overnight on Thursday, you know, Wednesday night, it was like, we're going to have a big follow-through day. And then, oof, you know, Thursday, big downside reversal, a lot of Yeah, look at this intra intraday chart here. It was almost immediately in the opening seconds. Uh, we just immediately started reversing it. Yeah. And then this morning, it looked like we we're going to start off oh, with a modest gain. It's like, oh, boy, we're falling. Then we start falling pretty quickly. It's like, oh, this is going to get ugly. Uh, and we but we did back. battle back yeah. And, and, yeah, near session highs, you know, so the market rally attempt is still ongoing. If you look on a weekly chart, uh, the NASDAQ had a pretty solid week. I mean, it's a pretty strong gain. I mean, it was almost, you know, we're, we're hitting resistance, but you know, upper half of the range. So if you look on this, it's like, Hey, we're, this rally attempt is, is looking okay here. Hanging in there. So it's a lot of other, on the other hands, as you were saying. Exactly. Yeah. Will we continue to hit resistance? That uh, 50 day continues to loom large. Let's also take a look at the S&P 500 bumped its head up on the 50 day line as well. The weekly chart uh, shows a gain. So breaking that uh, three week losing streak, we'll see if we can get back above that 10 week line next week. The Dow and the Russell looking weaker here, Ed, but by the end of the day, looking a little better intraday uh, Friday, we did get an undercut of the lows of this uh, trading range for, for the week on the Dow. So the rally attempt here is in a different spot than for the NASDAQ and the S&P. Yeah, so this is now day one of a rally attempt for the Dow. So if there were to be a follow through in the Dow, it would have to be several days from now. Whereas the S&P and NASDAQ could still have it any time. And as you mentioned the 50 day, like, 
the, the good news is that if we had a follow through day right around these levels, we'd be getting up to or maybe above the 50 day line. So that would be, I think, as Justin Nielsen was saying on IB Live, you'd really like to see us get above the 50 day line, given the given the negative reaction on Thursday. So, right. uh, yeah, nice to find support here on the Russell, as you were mentioning, that was also down uh, at one point and came came down for the week. Uh, I believe, and in, in well, actually, I'm not sure where it was for the week. It was sort of up and around, but uh, okay, it ended up being down for the week. Uh, tested that two and a line, is holding it, but that does reflect show the how the breadth has been sort of weak in the last several weeks. How the mm -hmm. rust will come all the way down to the two and a day line definitely doesn't look like uh, something that's about to bust higher. Right. Yeah. And it's interesting that you say that about, uh, you know, a follow through day above the 50 day line. I remember when the January 6th follow through day happened, it was uh, not in the ideal spot. Right. We were below those major moving averages, pretty close to the ultimate lows of the bear market. Um, but we'll we'll have to see maybe this uh, follow through day if and when. If and when we we yes. get one, maybe that's uh, <laughs> that's in a in a better spot. So that that's sort of the upside scenario for next week. But we also still have these lows of the rally attempt very much in play. We could get an undercut of that level, a shakeout uh, at best, or a continuation of a of a deterioration. So yeah, that's very much about. in play, and and you have to keep that in mind as you're an investor. Yeah, you could have an upside, but you could have a downside too, very quickly. Yes. Yes. Keeping keeping that uh, potential scenario front and center. And you mentioned the yield. So let's go there. Backing off, basically finishing flat on the day, but still remaining at elevated levels. Yeah. So, I mean, it hit a 15 year high earlier in the week uh, and it did back off on Wednesday. That was part of the reason why we rallied into NVIDIA earnings, because on Wednesday it came way down. Uh, this doesn't feel like a downtrend. I mean, it doesn't feel like we've we're just pausing here. Uh, you know, we'll see. So this is this is a huge element. If Treasury yields keep rising, uh, that'll be an issue. And I will say that the short end saw a bigger gain, like the two-year yield, which is pretty closely tied to Fed policy outlook. That rose like 12 or 13 basis points. So, you know, there was still that upward trend, it felt mm -hmm. like, in, in interest rates. Uh, and, and that's right. definitely a negative for the market. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I know yields are definitely a different animal than equities, but uh, I wonder if if there's any research uh, or trends that can be found in how extended the 10-year gets from the 50-day before ultimately pulling in. Uh, I know that's something that we've tracked for the major indexes and that we can look at uh, on an individual stock basis. And I know that uh, last really strong run that we had in <laughs> 2022 it got pretty far up there ed and uh, it's not it's not climbing uh in that steep of a fashion no it's not that's something i hadn't ever really thought about you're right but that's something at some point you know is it going to need to take a break or pull back uh this week i mean friday jobs report will be really important uh, i think with the fed signaling stuff like with rate hikes sort of back on at least down the road uh that jobs report is is takes on a little higher stature than you might have thought of just a few days mm. ago mm. Good point there. Let's take a look at UUP. This is the dollar continuing its uptrend from those lows in mid-July. It's just been climbing, climbing, climbing. Yeah. And this, I mean, it's not, it's climbing with treasury yields generally. And yeah, this, these are big, this is a big impact. Uh, the yields in the dollar are definitely headwinds for uh, the market rally, especially for growth stocks. Okay. 
Something else that we're keeping tabs on. Okay, I'm going to fly through some ETFs, Ed, and as I pull them up, how about you uh, give, it, give us your your one-sentence uh, hot sure. take on each of them, starting with en the energy sector. You know, it's pausing. It's got a nice uptrend, but even this is sort of pausing, which might be fine, but it's, it's not really advancing either right now. XHB, this tracks the home builders. Yeah, this is like it's threatening to break down, uh, and, and some of the individual home builders look even worse than 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 this ETF. And IYT, this is the transports. Pretty similar to that home builder ETF. Looking like, can it hang on? I mean, it could still bounce back. It's right at the old top of that high, but is it going to really start? You know, this is a really key point now. XLI industrials looking somewhat similar here as well. Yeah, again, it's like you can see some positives, you can see some negatives, and we're just not, we haven't quite figured out what that's going to be. Yeah, consolidating there below 50 days. So we could go either way. We have a, we have a sideways trading range. Are we going to break down or uh, break a trend line to the upside? And then we have SMH, the chips. Yeah, I mean, that's that's facing that same test, that same negative reversal. So, you know, it's all these key levels. That was, yeah, a lot of trading around there. So, yeah, it could go either way. Uh, a lot of opportunities maybe for buys or maybe for shorts in the coming days. Yeah, that's that's uh, something that we pointed out early in the week with that low volume rally and then the resistance right at the 50 day for a lot of stuff. And then IGV, the software sector, close to its 50 day, but still below that reversal bar and that key moving average. Yeah. And just to note, there's uh, Salesforce. There's a lot of software names, some of which are not on this index, but a lot of big software names coming in this this week. And so that uh, is going to be important for obviously IGV, but yeah, but the market as well. Great. Well, in terms of uh, stock that's big for the market, NVIDIA, there was so much focus on this <laughs> stock early in the week and it closed basically flat uh, on that reaction day after the earnings, even though overnight and uh, pre-market, it was showing a strong gain. And this was a blowout report, Ed, but I mean, is it too much to ask of this stock for it to continue to just boom higher on blowout results? I mean, it already did that the prior two quarters and it's had a huge move this year. So uh, a lot of pressure on this stock, but it did finish the week with a gain of more than 6%. So it yeah, did have so that it, going for it. It's a lot, again, like everything else, it has this mixed kind of news back and forth. I mean, given the fact that it sort of ran up ahead of earnings, if you sort of consider this past couple of weeks almost the earnings reaction, because obviously people were very bullish on this, uh, especially heading into this week. Yeah, I'm not sure where you would buy it, because if you wait till you get to the new highs, it seems pretty extended. I mean, when it was coming up to these, where it is now, it was sort of a buy, but it sort of feels like, I don't know, but in any case, it's just, it's tough. Today, it found support on the 21-day line. I think that's important. I don't know how much that was because the market rallied or because NVIDIA came off lows. I think it was the former in this case, but that's a really important area. Uh, look, if, if NVIDIA can't hold up, then it's hard to see many other of these chip and AI names holding up. I mean, it's like, this is, this is the gold standard. As you say, absolutely amazing results and guidance. Uh, so, you know, if, if this can hold on, that's important. It, it's sort of one of these necessary, but not necessarily sufficient. Uh, I, it doesn't necessarily mean the rest of the market will go up, but if this one breaks okay. down mm. the market, really, it's hard to see that one, uh, holding up or having any kind of move for a while. Yeah. 
That makes a lot of sense. And with that reversal bar, even though it's still closed positive, uh, just the way that it hit that psychological yeah. level at 500 and then backed off, it seems like this stock, in terms of a new entry, needs time. It needs time. It needs maybe a new base, but some sort of tightness uh, that we can maybe trade off of. I think that's a really good point. Yeah. Okay. Let's also take a look at Caterpillar. This is some pretty tight action here as this industrial giant sets up, Ed. Yeah, it's sort of after a strong run up, you know, from a breakout, it's pulled back sort of gradually. It's sort of like is like our boss, like Chris Gessler likes to say, a dignified pullback. It feels in like a really light volume. I mean, the entire pullback has essentially been on light volume after the first day or two. Uh, holding support around the 21-day line, it's sort of coming down, especially to the 10-week line, you could imagine. Touching the 10-week line and or forming a new base, it just is showing nice action. It's not really, I mean... I don't know how excited it'd be if it moved higher. You could play that, I suppose, especially if you've already owned a position, but it'd be really nice if it could round out, have a little bit more time, uh, maybe get that 10-week line you know, in this kind of market. But uh, showing nice action, the fundamentals are pretty good. There was, you know, the growth picked up. Uh, now the earnings, you know, 75%, that's a second straight quarter of acceleration. That's a really nice gain. So, you know, this is this is doing well. We're seeing that with a lot of industrials. Again, if if the market picks up and industrials pick up, you this one seems to be uh, a leader in that in that in that kind of scenario. One for the watch list. And let's also check in on today's stock of the day. And that was MMC Marsh and McLennan in the insurance group poking out of a little shelf type consolidation here, Ed. Yeah, it was a little shy of getting to be a flat base, um, but it had a tight action on a weekly. So I think you could almost treat that as a flat base. It also has a 10-week line bound. So there was a lot of half reasons to, to buy it that sort of add up to almost like a traditional breakout, I think. Uh, you know, the relative strength line is coming up. It's, it's, I don't know if it quite got there on a weekly, but it's right around highs. Uh, the group is doing pretty well. It's 41. There's some other names in there that are doing well. Uh, so uh, the growth has trended higher, a couple couple of quarters of acceleration, not amazing acceleration, but this is solid. This is this is like a classic. Defensive but it's an insurance growth. broker, right? It's an insurance broker and it's classic defensive growth. You know, look at that relative strength line in this consolidation because the market has been retreating and this one went sideways and it just really a nice gain in the last several weeks. And yeah, uh, there's a lot of these defensive growth names that have gone flat for the past couple of years on the relative strength line. And this one actually, I'm glad you're pointing that out, has had a nice trend, you know, in these past couple of years. Uh, so uh, definitely, definitely uh, an area that people should be looking at right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And steady growth, it, the multi-year EPS growth rate is 12%. It's not that booming high octane uh, growth, growth stock kind of growth, but it's very stable growth at 4%. And of the one to 99 for this ranking, the lower, the better. So some pretty stable uh, earnings growth there, Ed. Thanks for breaking down this chart for us. So now let's talk about planning for the week ahead. You mentioned the jobs report next Friday and uh, more key earnings reports. What else should we be focused on and how should we prepare? 
Uh, well, I mean, I think the market direction is it's unclear and we need to see what the market does. So, I mean, before taking action. And so in the meantime, you should be building up your buy list. If you if you're somebody who likes to short, you um, do your short lists as well and just be ready and flexible. If nothing else, it's nice to have a short list. If nothing, just to keep your mindset, hey, wait a second, just so you don't take yeah. a bullish tent. Like instead of thinking, oh, the market's going to do this and this and this and go up and up and up. Well, just having that other list can get your minds keep it balanced uh, and and then have a wider list where you're looking at relative strength like what stocks are holding support which ones are showing that rs lineup mm-hmm. just so you're ready you know you want to be prepared and you have to be ready for anything i right now the market is showing a lot of different signals and it may in hindsight look very obvious on a chart right now it is not obvious at all what the market is going to do uh, and and so you, it's not a time to be making big bets either way Right, exactly. In terms of new buys or even holding uh, existing holdings and making those incremental decisions. I mean, over the last couple of weeks, trimming positions uh, seems like it's it's been the thing to do. Maybe more aggressive traders have been taking um, some small pilot test buys, but if those aren't working out, then you, you need to back away, right? Until the market is giving us a clear signal that it's time to be putting more money to work again. Yeah. And like in some of those test buys, like even like, oh, it's like, well, you know, I thought, hey, energy was a place you could go. But honestly, if you made test buys in those areas in the last couple of weeks, they really haven't been working. You know, it's just as a practical matter. Uh, not, not saying they won't work. I'm not saying they're doing terribly, but you, so it just hasn't. You say like, yeah, the last few weeks have been a time to come out exposure. It's okay to try here and there. It's just knowing that if they're not working, yeah, you, you've got to back off. Maybe we'll get some really bullish signals next week. Maybe we'll get some very bearish signals, or maybe we'll get more of, I don't know what's going on right now. Uh, <laughs> we need more information. Right. We'll be ready for it all. And we'll be there with you every step of the way on this show, but also on IBD Live, which you can catch every weekday morning on trading days. And we start 10 minutes before the opening bell, investors.com slash IBD Live for all the details on that. We look forward to seeing you all on IBD Live. And we'll also see you right back here on Monday at the close. This show is for informational and educational purposes only, and nothing should be construed as a recommendation to buy, hold, or sell any securities. Any securities and investment strategies discussed may not be suitable for all investors. Make sure to consider consulting with your financial advisor before making investment decisions.